following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield. Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys. Presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton... Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Surprise again! Hey. It's us. One o'clock Tuesday. Not our normal time, but we uh, took the day off yesterday for a little Memorial Day vacation. Thanks to all those that have served and paid the ultimate price for serving. Uh, you're looking live at Tostitos Championship Plaza outside Ford Center at the Star of Frisco, where it's 88 degrees, feels like 94. The high today is 94. The low tonight is 75. Joined here, I'm Shannon Gross, joined by Jesse Holly to my yes. right, Nate Newton across from me, empty chair next to Nate. Kurt had to go take care of some business, but he sent us a big old long lineup that I will read all these points off as we go. What's your, what's your shirt say there, Jess? Unity. Unity? Yeah, like Kunati for U-N-I-T-Y. Well, U-N-I-T-Y. That's a unity. You got a good voice there. You got some good pipes on you. Let's go. All right, Nate, before we get into football talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. we need to address something on this show. What's Are you right? human? We got another random text over the weekend. What day was that, Jesse? Saturday? Friday? Like last Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, last Wednesday <laughs> evening, yeah. <clears throat> now, let, mind let, you. Let me just read it. We did a show. <laughs> Tuesday, right? <laughs> we did a show a week from to, from today, last Tuesday. Yeah. Right. Then Wednesday morning, we get this random. And when I say random, I do mean <laughs> random text message from none other than Nathaniel Newt. And it's a picture of Nate on the road again, but not just. Here, if you can switch to my camera, here's the picture. <laughs> But not just any, just any old. Hang on, let me zoom in on this kind of road thing. Not you know, not hey guys, I'm uh, I'm in Mesquite, or hey guys, I'm I'm, I'm in Grand Prairie, That's... or hey guys, I'm going up north. No, we get a picture of Nate on his way to San Diego. That says Gila Bend, thirty four miles, Yuma. Arizona, 149, and San Diego, 326. So I'm like, it's Wednesday. I had to Google it. I go, how far is San Diego? Wednesday at at 11.59 a.m. It's an 18-hour drive from Dallas to San Diego. Which he sent this at noon. That means he started in the middle of the night. (laughs) <laughs> on Tuesday. Like, I, I want to get to the bottom of, like, what comes over you? Like, is it, like, are you asleep walking? No, it's just. <laughs> do you just, like, what is it? Like, what is it that just makes you. And how far out do you plan it? Do you just wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I'm going to go to Mexico I'll tomorrow. I'll tell you the story. Okay. A gentleman gave me two uh, animals, mm-hmm. from, and I brought them back. No, no, stop, stop. Animals. We're not doing this again. Last time you went to Mexico to to see a man about a dog, my grandson always say that. I got, I, I, I got my you truck drove, checked three you times. Drove all the way this. to Mexico to see a man about a dog, and we have internet, we have Wi-Fi, we got Zoom, Zoom yeah. FaceTime, Skype. Yeah. You don't have to drive 200, 400 miles to see a man about a dog. Yeah, well, I drove, I drove, I drove to drive twelve hundred miles, thirteen hundred miles. Uh, what happened was what had happened was the dogs, you know, they, they they're not physically stable. So I told him, I said, "Man, your dogs are not physically stable at this time." He are said, you what? a are you a veterinarian on the side? No, no, I took him and spent about three hundred dollars in shot. I mean, in uh, X rays to find this out. Anyway. And he said, "Well, you know, they, uh, you know, do what you want." I said, "No, sir. You gave me these dogs. He didn't. I didn't buy these. He, this gentleman gave me these dogs." So I said, "I felt compelled." I said, "You, you need to look at your dogs. He's been in dogs forty-eight years. You need to have these dogs. You make him do something unique with these animals." And um, do you so he told me that. He said, "Hey, man, well, Friday. But you know, I said, "Well, I'll be there Friday." He said, "No, nah, no, nah, man. I got, I got to go handle some business Friday." I said, okay, no problem. I said, expect me before Friday then. Is that cool? He said, yeah. So we, when we left the show, I went home about 
I was too chilled out, and I just jumped in, the, put the dogs in the back of the truck, and we took off. What kind of dogs are these, if you mind me asking? It's American Pit Bull Terriers. Okay. Yeah. So I t- we took off. I took them back. Uh, they, you know, they stopped me. When I got there, it was so funny because I stopped. I brought him. He was shocked. I said, hey, man, I'm, 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 uh, I'm outside San Diego. He said, what? I said, yeah, I'll be over in Mexico in a few. So I got over to Mexico, met him. You know, he was in the middle of some business. He said, man, you're going to take me 30 minutes to get to you. I said, bro, take your time. I mean, I don't drove this far. I mean, take your time. And uh, so he finally got to me. Then uh, he said, what are you finna do? You going to spend the night with me? I said, nah, I'm going to hit on back. So I got back in the car. I spent more time in the um, customs line custom line going back. Because what I told the ladies, because I ain't going to lie. You know, I could have said, yeah, I've been there four hours. But they got me coming just two hours earlier. <laughs> Through the fig on camera. So I said, nah, man, I, I think I spent about three hours, maybe three and a half. And I said, I'm on my way back. She she looked at me. Yeah. She said, sir, no. <laughs> you ain't just went and visited a man for no two or three hours. I said, ma'am, check the truck. You know, they checked me in the in the pre in the primary line, you know, when you right. when you're separating to get into a line. The guy checked me with his dogs and everything. I said, ma'am, you free to check the truck. She did. She just, she just looked in there like, cause they got it all there. You lie yeah, if you want. No, like, like, but you understand why, right? right? Yeah, you understand, yeah. like, you understand why they stop you yeah. and, and do these things. They're right? like, you can't come, you can't go to Mexico that quick, and turn around and come back that quick, and something ain't right. Yeah, that's mule activity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's mule yeah. activity. Yeah. That, that's me. But that's I done mule. did this like two times already, three times. Already. Unless you go down there, like. You go to TJ from San Diego to go drinking for a few hours, but, right, but, but that's, that's not in the middle of the day. That's TJ to right, right back. That's yeah. that's an hour. Right, if that maybe if that yeah, depending on where you stand at. You're talking about from, man, but this dude stay right on the ocean, man. Right outside, you know, he don't stay on the ocean. How'd you meet this guy, Pablo? Uh, just a long time ago, man. When I used to be in the American Pit Bull Terry on the wrong side of the business, mm-hmm. you know, I kept a few friends. Uh, I'm not on that side of the business no more, but. Every now and then, I like to raise raise a few pups, just look at them, you know. And and you said you got stopped three times. Well, the thing There's about it, they don't, they don't really stop because the guys, once I get to El Paso, those guys know me because they don't <laughs> took pictures of me going. And when I'm going back, they, when, I, when I open my van, when I, when I pull up with my van, they're like, what's up, Mr. Newman? How you doing? All right, have a good day. <laughs> like, do you, when do you sleep? Where do you sleep? How long do you well, sleep? What it is, when I was going – uh, I pulled over probably about two or three in the morning, and I got a couple hours of sleep. Then just hit back on the road. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you, man, that's hard to do because uh, I'm a big guy, and I like bathing. Because big guys, after about 24 hours, don't smell right. So <laughs> <laughs> got a little day on. Uh, got a little day on you. Uh, oh, bro, what they call it, Gooch? The Gooch. <laughs> the Gooch was gooch. live when I got to the crib. <laughs> I was so happy to jump in the shower. I got back home about four in the morning. First place I got in was the shower, man. Man, it, it just always amazed me how you just get up and just go. <laughs> and, and then the – Just random. Just random as if gas prices aren't $11. You know what? You, you Try to get a plane. Try to get a plane. At first I said, man, it's easier to fly because at first it was. You get a three dollars $400 flight, round trip, in it, you know, just mm-hmm. in a little city or something. Nah. The little city's costing you seven, eight hundred dollars. So you you spending the same. But, but, but you don't like to fly anyway, do you? No, nah, I like to be in control. And if I get tired, I pull over. I don't I don't mess around. You know, everybody like, oh, you know, no, I'm I'm pulling over. I know we talked about this before. When did your are you scared to fly, or you just don't like to fly? I just uh, I'm scared of it. I don't like it. You ain't in control. Uh, did you? Ever- it seems like every time I get on a plane, I'm gonna get. Either the baby crying, uh, I'm gonna get a, a lady that wanna, you know, let her dog lick out the same water she wanted. and she wanna sit and rat on the on the food thing. It's like I I'm gonna get the wrong person. Somebody leaning back in uh, yes, your lap. Yeah, then yeah, then you uh, leaning back in my lap. I don't even want to get into that. I, I'll be one sometime. I'll be like, I forgot my knee pads. Because I know if I sit down behind somebody, they're gonna look at me like, yeah, that's a big guy. Let me get back on it. When's the first time you ever flew? The first time I flew was when I went to, uh, I think, Syracuse, New York. Mm-hmm. Whew, that was ugly, man. I had never seen so much snow in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I got back, I never, uh, 
That was the first time, like, man, I, first of all, fact, I don't like flying. Syracuse has heated <laughs> sidewalks on their campus. Yeah. Do they really? Real story. Yeah, they, they. They, have, they have to have heated sidewalks on their campus. That's how much snow and that's how cold it gets. I remember when I was on a recruiting visit to Syracuse. Really? They have heated sidewalks on their campus. So did the first time you flew, was that for college? Yeah, man. Coming out of – That was know, the first time you ever flew? Oh, yeah. In so, college. So did you freak out a little bit? No, nah, you know, I, I got on there, man. I was excited. Then when I got up in there, I was like – this ain't what everybody cranked this up to be. You know, you up in the air, and I, and I kind of really rationalized real quick. What if this something go wrong? What happens to me? You know, I wouldn't care about the folks. <laughs> I ain't realizing it's going to happen to everybody. Yeah. yeah. I, and from that point on, man, uh-uh. No, like sir. It, so you'd no. rather drive? And- I'd rather drive. What about you? When's the first time you flew, Jess? College? Nope. Uh, high school. AAU trip. My grandmother sold. You had a lot of them then. Well, no, we couldn't. I couldn't afford to go to oh. the first couple ones. My oh. grandmother, the last one I really wanted to go to, she sold fish dinners right. to wow. get me to go to Las wow. Vegas to the to the big time. Uh, you big showed time up, tournament. yeah, big wow. time tournament in Las Vegas. We flew to California and then drove to Vegas. Ah, yeah. that used that that is a black culture. We need to help the kids. Get a fish dinner. Get a fish fry. <laughs> Let's get a fish fry. Going. <laughs> she sold. She showed. She sold. Yep. Fish. Fish. Whiting's fish. Yeah. Whiting's fish sandwiches. Greens. Macaroni and cheese. Man. And potato salad. Putting it together, man. Just trying to make something happen. And raised enough to get you to. Yep. To Vegas. Vegas. Huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> That's well, Nate, funny. glad you made it back. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I love getting those random random, and it's always of a street sign. This one just it's a picture pops up, and underneath it it says "Zoom in." <laughs> I say enlarged picture because <laughs> I'll be moving. And one thing I hate to do, I don't, you know, even if I if I'm on the road nine times out of ten by myself, I hate to take a picture driving. That's just not that's not right. You know, it's not a good thing. So. I always make sure I slow down. I want to make sure because I don't want to, you know, I used to stop, pull over, get out. I'm like, you know what, not today. I got to go. Hell, it takes him 15 minutes to send a text message normal. I can't imagine him <laughs> driving in a car. How you, you, yeah, you don't know how many pictures I miss. And I had to get the next the next. <laughs> you don't know that bitch. Oh. I said, and I thought about you. I said, if Shadow was looking at me now. Oh, man. Well, glad you made it back safe. And your dogs are back in Mexico, huh? Yeah, man. Nike and Nikki. Nike and Nikki. How long did you have them for? Uh, since there was like uh, six weeks, six and eight weeks old, because they two two weeks apart. One was, you know, there'll be one on the sixth of this six of next month, and one on the twentieth of next month. They'll be a year old. So these are the dogs you went and got the first time. Yeah. That we found out oh, about you. A black man muscled up the the male. Oh, he looked grown. He looked, you know, you know. He looked grown, but he had a little slight hip mm-hmm. uh, displacement, and the guys thought he could help it by, you know, him medicating it. I guess in Mexico they got their own little remedies, mm-hmm. but the female she done, she mm-hmm. got the degenerative back. Oh. Yeah, yeah, she she done. I mean, he may keep her and breed her, but she is done, and I, you know, she is done. Mm. It's tough. All right, any more questions about Nate's trip? Nope. We got that out of the way. Nope. We just had to know, Nate. My wife, my wife won't go on these trips. Why? Well, she always claims she got to work. It's too long. She doesn't like to be in the car that yeah, long. I don't want to yeah. go on these trips. She got a five-hour, five-hour minimum. I mean, maximum. Yeah, if it's more than five hours, she flies. She's out. Yeah. Hmm. And I told my wife, that's my, that's my minimum. If it's for less than five hours, I might as well fly. So y'all don't ever go together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if it's less than five hours, I'm flying. Why, why waste your time? Uh, all right, let's talk a little football, fellas. Uh, should the Cowboys add some depth now anywhere? Linebacker, wide receiver, O-line, or would they be progress stoppers for the guys that they got in here? <clears throat> at, at this point in time of the offseason, mm-hmm. most of the guys that are left are, are aging veterans, mm-hmm. right? Are, are guys who are <sighs> – Ring chasing, maybe. Yeah. Uh, guys who are on that last leg, maybe got a, maybe one to three years left in the National Football League, can probably be a good rotational piece. So there, there isn't any guys, to me, when you look around the league that are saying, these guys aren't necessary progress stoppers. I'm a fan of always adding veteran talent 
to areas, one, where you're either really, really, really young at or positions where you, you have a bright future at. For example, linebacker, right? Your, your, your future is bright with a guy like Micah Parsons, that linebacker. And then you have the LSU kid coming back, uh, Jabril Cox coming mm-hmm. back next, next year. So that, that's, that, that's a still a relatively young position, but a bright position. Mm-hmm. So adding a veteran linebacker, a guy who is – and these guys that you add on now, Jason Garrett used to have the kind of conversation about the, the RKG, right kind of guy. Right. These are the kind of guys that you have to add to your roster now, right? Because what I don't need is I don't need to add I don't need to add a guy who's going to who's going to filter in the bad parts of the National Football League into my young players. But what I do what I would like is maybe there's a veteran guy that's out there you say, "You know what? This guy can really come in and continue to show Micah Parsons because I, I truly believe Micah last year was doing a lot of off just pure athleticism. Just mm-hmm. I, I am just I'm six foot three. I'm 245, 50 pounds. I run four three, and I'm just a dog. But that guy who can come in and say, "But let me show you this, young fella. Let, let me show you this what this defensive coordinator normally does here. Let me show you what this quarterback and breaks the game down to Micah, and, and because at times." And I can use Des Bryant as an example. When you're so gifted, you sometimes lack the ability to learn the game from a from a from a X's and O's type stance. Mm-hmm. You rely a lot on just natural talent. You understand the game, but you don't understand the small details, minute details of the game. So you rely <coughs> on that you rely on that talent to just get you over. And for those guys like a Des, like a Michael Parsons. Um, Hell, for a long time, like a Randy Moss type player, where they just so dominant, they just like, listen, line up here and run straight. We got you. We'll mm-hmm. take care of the rest. It's when you come to that latter part of your career, and then now you're trying to transform your game to adjust because you lost the athleticism and you're not as fast, or the league is kind of caught up to your talent. Or uh, better still, if you get into the playoffs where right. your talent is equaled. Mm-hmm. So I think – so to answer your question, the long version of it is, yes, adding pieces now can be a positive thing. I don't think it's a progress stopper because I'm not adding a guy who's looking to start. I'm not adding a guy who's looking to have Micah Parsons type minutes. I'm adding a guy who's going to be rotational. I'm adding a guy who's going to be a good guy in the locker room, who's going to show my young pups how to study, how to take care of their body, how to be a professional, how to practice every day, how to prepare for games, and and to be that extension of me in the locker room, on the field, on the plane, in the classroom. Coach Quinn. Right? Of of all of these things. So I look at that wide receiver group. That's a relatively young group when you think about it. This is is my first time for – CeeDee Lamb to be the number one. Mm-hmm. People can say whatever they want. That is a different type of pressure and thing that you have to take on. Gallup is going to be a little while before he gets back. James Watson is, is a veteran guy, but after that, you got a bunch of young guys that you have to now get ready. And so, is CeeDee Lamb to a point where, what is this, year three for him? Yeah, this year three. He moved next to Dak. Even in year three, He's not in the position to where he's really taking dudes under the wing like Amari did him Mm -hmm. and really being able to coach them up on coverages, tendencies, quarterbacks, defensive coordinators, down and distance, point in time to the game because he's still learning. So when you add a veteran guy into the mix like that, now that guy is able to say, hey, listen, here, that, look at this. So – Adding veteran guys at this point in time of the year, to me, I think it can't hurt your football team if it's the right kind of guy. Yeah. What do you think, Nate? I agree 100%. There's nothing I can add. But I, I, I will say this right here. Let rookies be rookies. You know, and that's what a veteran guy can help a rookie be a rookie. And what I mean by that is this is how we act. You know, for so many years – once a guy talks to ownership, management, or whatever, 
the guy go from being happy to get drafted to, hey, I'm a cowboy. So I'm hoping they bring guys in here that are mild-mannered and about their business. In two months. Yeah. That happens in two months. Yeah. I'm happy to be drafted. I'm happy to be here to I'm a cowboy. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, man, and that hurts. So I'm with you, Jess. We need guys that going to be grinders. Like Jav- I read some on is it Javon Curse. Mm-hmm. I read an article, man. It's so sweet to hear him saying. Oh no, J Rod. J Rod. His but, uncle is Javon Curse. Mm-hmm. Bruh, that I'm saying, bro, bro, brother. That was so refreshing. That a guy said, man, I, I, I got a lot more to give. I got a lot more to learn. I got, I got to go. I got to be there. I, that is refreshing because we, we normally don't get that around here. You know. To, that that ability to want to learn more and be better, and I'm with you, man. We 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 don't don't bring a guy. You ain't finding nobody in the league better than this kid, Parsons, athletically. You ain't finding nobody better, but you can find somebody that can teach him and help him be even better. So I'm with you, man. Sean Lee, if you're not doing nothing, <clears throat> come on, come through. Come on, come on, come be, come come be our come come be our Udonis Haslam. Just right. Come just, ride the bike just during be, practice. Just be just, here every yeah. day. Just be here. Just and be happy to get in the game with a minute left. Just like, be. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey man. Oh, by the way, congratulations on what's ever. Your Celtics made it. You know what, man? Jason Tatum, I love you. Brown, I love you. But man, can y'all learn how to dribble? <laughs> Can y'all just learn how to dribble? <laughs> Smart, I love you. But three, three, two and a half three pointers with a minute and a half left, and you the point guard, you know to slow down and kill some clock, and they got momentum. <sighs> mm. And that other kid was in a rhythm. I thought he was gonna crush us when when he shot that that three pointer. Butler. Oh, he was in a rhythm. I mean, I don't want to get into that man, but. I worry so much about these young cowboys, man, that, you know, uh, I just want them to to be so good and to be so great because the number one thing I worry about, are they going to surround Parsons with enough talent Mm. so he can just be all world? That's my first first deal. And are we going to run the ball enough to give Dak opportunity to help? You know, and, and if we can do that, Jess. That was a wild transition. I thought you were talking about the Celtics. I was like, wait a second. But I ain't finished. I won't stop. I, I won't like, stop. Je- uh, Jess, I will. Uh, I, it'll be like you talking about your Tar Heels. I will not stop. So I'm, <laughs> I am I had to get off of them real quick. By the way, you, you brought up J-Ron. J-Ron Curse. saw him last week in the locker room, and I told him you, you gave him a nickname. <laughs> he goes, what's that? And I said, Calls you straight jacket. He started laughing, and I said, "When does the switch flip, man?" He yeah. was like, he's like, "Man, when, he's like when I leave the, when I leave the locker room and I and I go out for warmups." He's like, yeah. I was like, "So it's not like a whole game day thing." He's like, "No, man. If you saw me in the car, he's like, I'm driving. I'm just chill. You know, I'm I'm singing. I'm just right. real chill." He's like, "But when I walk out of the locker room to to go out on the field, it's like." So we're going to have to do some social media posts. <laughs> hey, Call man. straight, Jack. All right. We'll take our first that break. Be, no, that would be kind of dope. Like you have him walking out of the tunnel like as J-Ron, and then like it kind of like shh, shh, and it flashes, and you have him like in a like, straight jacket. Trying jack, to get out. Straight <laughs> jacket, right yeah. Like have him in a straight jacket, and then he like breaks out and runs to the field. Right, yeah. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. We'll work on that. Thanks, Jess. We'll credit you with man, that. Man, but I'm going to tell you what, man. At the bottom. <laughs> at Mr. Fortune. That's, a, that's, a, that's <laughs> another reason I don't like flying because you be – Man, somebody put oh. a straight jacket on me. I know I ain't gonna be right. Especially when it's all over. <laughs> you, if, if you don't go first class, like I can't imagine you sitting coach. I used to, I used to, I battled through, man, and that's when I got Ooh. tired of the cats, tired of everybody, baby, and you know, everybody want to show. I have nothing against children, infants, but okay, your baby crying, but don't face him towards me and, and try to. <laughs> Make me the big play, but the baby's scared to death of this big old black dude. The baby's scared to death. Quick, quick little update on a signing that oh impacts us, but it's not for us, Uh-oh. but it impacts us, and it's another welcome to the NFL moment for our guy Tyler Smith. Uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just signed um, Akeem Hicks mm. uh, to a one-year, ten million dollar deal. So Tyler Smith in Week One against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have to face Vita Vea. And Akeem Hicks. 
Welcome to the NFL, young fella. Uh, Saddle up. Punch. Punch, man. Direct, straight. <laughs> punch right now. Small. Right, yeah, punch small. small, right? Punch small and you'll hit big. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Wow. Take our first break. When we return, the People Show, hanging with the boys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to the Mer... mer-, mer-, mer- <laughs> Never mind. Let me just tell you about Wingstop. It's where Flavor gets its wings, and they sponsor this show. Let me tell you about youth camps, too. Registration is open for Dallas Cowboys Youth Academy camps presented by Invisalign. Don't miss the chance to learn from former Dallas Cowboys players and current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Visit DallasCowboys.com academy. To learn more and to secure your spot today in today's second segment, blockchain.com. This second segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. Dot com. Blockchain.com. What's Sorry. up, Danny McCray? Shout out to Danny, who runs the, the camps. Yeah. Good old Danny. I saw him coming in today. Did you? Yeah, he was coming in with his gentleman. I don't know who the other gentleman was. Oh. Well, yeah. What's up, Danny? On <clears throat> contributing member of... What's the name of their so, Players Lounge? The players Lounge. Yeah. There you go. All right, fellas. I got to parlay my way into a nice gig up here. You got a nice gig. You're, uh, this is a great you're, gig. You're, on, you're on hanging with the boys. You know, you're going to step further. Ten bucks a day. Ten dollars a show ain't going. Ain't cutting it? The way gas is going. gas is going right now? Yeah, no. I got to sell a little something on the way back home to get get to the crib. Stop down there on Harry Hines to see who I can't, you know what I'm saying? Stop by the trailer park. Yeah. There you go. It's getting hot, too. Some of them trailer parks don't have don't, don't, don't double wide, don't have no AC. Ooh. The AC go out in that double wide, boy. <sighs> Ain't nothing good coming out of there. Ain't talk about the gooch. <laughs> the gooch is loose. <laughs> double wide when the AC go out. Uh, Ain't enough windows in that spot to get enough cool air through there, boy. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, Nate, you brought it up. CD Lamb moved lockers next to Dak. How big of a deal is that? Is it a big deal? I, I got to ask the wide receiver that because I, I definitely, you know, I ain't want nothing to do with no quarter. I was right across Lyman, from Troy. Linemen don't talk anyway, so no, I don't we think talk to each other. We have fun with each other. Linemen sit together. Yeah, like, linemen sit together. They no, just, this is not. A, listen, they grunt. Guys, they just grunt. This is not a big uh, deal. Uh, this is not a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. And it, and don't try to make it as if this is some. Wow, look at Dak and his great leadership. CD becomes the new number one. And he wants to close. No, it's not that at all. You know, you know what it is? You what want the honest to God truth? Here's what it is. 
While Dak may like all his teammates and love all his teammates, I don't want the weird dude who I don't know sitting next to me. I don't want to have to walk in here every morning because eventually what's going to happen is there's only a certain amount. Every person, like right now, the rookies, as you know, if you're going to lock them right now, the rookies are splitting lockers, right? Mm-hmm. The rookies are, or they're in the, they're they got in the visiting, in the, they got them in the back, in the back, or the yeah. visiting team locker room, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they, you're not even allowed to even be with the regular folks up front just yet until you earn the star. But once the season comes, I, I don't want the random dude sitting next to me. I, I don't want the fourth string tight end sitting next to me. I don't want the eighth, ninth offensive lineman over here by me. I don't want the fat guy over here by me. Right. No, I want somebody <laughs> who I'm familiar with. Stinky gooch guy. No, you, you don't want that guy. Yeah. So this ain't some wow. Look at Dak. Dak is a great leader. This ain't one of those wow. But this ain't one of those moments right here. It's just like I know CD pretty well. I know CD. He comes to my house. That's right. Works out. We got things in common. Because what I don't want, I don't, I don't want, I don't want the rookie who they can't find a locker for, and I'm the only locker open locker over here. He's now sitting by me, or some dude. Like I said, the fourth string. What is Dak and the fourth string tight end gonna talk about? Not much, probably. Nothing. Yeah. The fourth retirement is not invited to, to the outings. Now, if Dak throws a big cookout at the house and everybody's invited, yeah, you get a chance to come. But they're going to ask you at the door, like, who are you? Oh, oh, okay, come on, come on, come on. Like, you're not one of the regulars. You don't get the invite to the, to the, to the, to the, to the Dak dinner. You know what I'm saying? He ain't asking you to come to his charity event. <laughs> right? You're the fourth street tight end. You're not getting those invites. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you're not getting those infights. And guess what? When you get on the practice field, guess who can't go with the first-string quarterback? You, fourth-string tight end. When y'all doing pat-and-go and one-on-ones and all that kind of stuff, and you come up, you know what Dak says? Get back, bro. Someone else get up here. Or he goes, oh, nah, come on, come on, Mike White. You, you, throw, to, you throw to this guy. I'm not even throwing to this guy. So why would I want him to sit next to me? So, so it's not a big deal. Can you imagine? He's sitting at a four-string tight end. Hey, Dalton, hey, man, you know we're doing that tonight, right? <laughs> no, that's what happens. I don't need the fourth string tight end coming in saying, "Hey, Dak, hey, would you, would you would you sign this ball for me every single day?" The veteran guys know. The veteran guys know when to how to ask. They know it's gonna come a point in time in the season where we gonna sit in the middle of this locker room. Mr. Jones and the company gonna have a bunch of helmets and a bunch of footballs in the middle of this locker room, and we gonna sign. We gonna pass it around carousel side. We all gonna sign. Right. Here's your opportunity right now, son. Go grab whatever helmets you may have gotten. Sneak mine in. Right before Christmas count come and say, hey, man, can you sign these two footballs for me? Can you sign this jersey for me? What I don't need is in week eight, you asking me to sign footballs. I don't need that four-string tight end. I don't, I don't need that backup defensive end. I don't, I don't need that ninth uh, uh, cornerback. So I put C.D. Land right next to me because he knows and I know we're on the same page. We're on the same Excuse me, as far as status level, we're on the same kind of status level, right? Like people pay to see us. We're on the marquee. We both drive really nice cars, live in really nice houses. You ain't going to bum me for nothing. I ain't going to bum you for nothing. And then when we go to Papa Do's or we go to Papa Bro's, you actually can come with us and eat. And I know your name and you have my phone number. I don't want the guy who's sitting next to me don't have my phone number. Nate, you agree or disagree with you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with him, man. <clears throat> birds, of bro- bir- birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. And the fourth, tenth string quarterback ain't coming. Uh, and I'm speaking from experience yet. now. Don't don't think for one second because me and Tony had to play together that we became <laughs> besties. No, we didn't at all. I never got invited to golf. I never got invited to smoke cigars or drink wine or to the sketches party or any of those other things. And they never, I never got none of that. He see me in the locker room. We speak, record you. I go to work. He go to work. I don't get that invite. Guess, you know who got the invite? Miles Austin got the invite. Jason Witten got the invite. I'm not mad. I knew my place. And I sat next to Jason Whitney. And it's only because that was the only locker that was left open by the corner where he always wanted to sit at. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling y'all something I don't know. Tony and I are not like best buds. I never got invited out to go or anything like that. Well, there you go. Yeah. Words of words of wisdom from Jesse Holly. It's it's not leadership. It's no. I don't want to sit next to the weird guy. I don't want to sit next to the weird guy. <laughs> I don't want Jesse sitting next to me asking me for an autograph for his auntie. No, I don't want it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. I never looked at it that way. But, but yes, Dak's a great leader. He, he made CD come sit by him so they can go over plays. I like it. I sure. Like it. All right. Kurt gave us a list. He got all kind of points here, so I'm going to try to get to all of them just because he's not here today with us and he put in all this work and his time off. 
He says, CBS Sports ranked Cowboys triplets Dak, Zeke, and C.D. Lamb seventh in the NFL behind the Chargers, the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Rams. Do you guys agree? Should they be ranked seventh? He also said that <clears throat> if Pollard were the lead back, they might rank higher. Was written in that article. Um, because at one time I think you can make you can make the claim that they were top five, maybe top three. A few years back, when you had Dak, Zeke, and Amari, maybe Amari. Yeah, sure. Now are they have they fallen to seventh? Bengal Chargers, which would be what Eckler, Eckler Herbert, Herbert, and Allen. Mm-hmm. Or Williams, however you want to do it. Right. Bengals, Jamar Chase. Dixon. Mm-hmm. QB, I mean Burrow. Yep. Bills, Chiefs, Bucks, and Rams. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's where you put them? That sounds about right. And, and I, it's more so name recognition. Mm-hmm. I think it's more name recognition than anything. Like, those are three names that you kind of know that fits with the rest of those guys. If you just, I mean, there's probably other teams who had a trio of players who may have produced, you know, more numbers or better numbers. But when you look at just the name of it, sure, seventh is fine. I find that conversation kind of interesting because it, and maybe this is just my perception, but it seems it seems to me like in recent years, everyone has a solid three on offense. As to where, like, ten or fifteen years ago, there were only to me, it seems like there were less teams with three really high-profile guys at those three skill positions. And now it's like almost every team's got three really good guys at you know quarterback, receiver, running back. It's almost like you know you teams have invested in that. And unless you're the elite quarterback, it's going to still come down to how great your offensive line is. Unless mm-hmm. you're that elite quarterback. You know, so <clears throat> is Brady still elite? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With a quickness, yes, yes. I don't even have to ask about the guy in Green Bay. Yes, Quirky and all. I love him. Quirky and all. Who Aaron Rodgers? You know what? I've come. I, if you if you hate Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, I almost have to question why. Your your foot right. like your right. football, like I can't even really have a real conversation. Like you can hate them, but if they're on your rival team, like if you're in the, if you're, NFC, the Bears. if you're in the NFC North, yes, hate Aaron Rodgers. If you're a Saints fan, yes, hate Tom Brady or you know the their the old Jets. division. Right. But like if you just hate them because they're so good, like I, I don't even think I can talk to you because it's. If you can't appreciate, that'd be like saying I hate Barry Sanders because he's so good. I hated Jerry Rice because he like. Why do you hate greatness? Like you should admire. Like you actually get to watch these guys do it, and you don't have to talk about them like Johnny Unitas or Bart Starr. You know, you're living in the moment, getting to watch the greatest of all time do this in real time. How can you hate that? Like, I've never understood that argument. Don't know. Like, do you enjoy seeing greatness, even if you they're not on your team? And I guess that's any sport: basketball, baseball, football, hockey. There, and Nate, you can attest to this. There are players in this league. I, I mean, I'm sure it's that way in every league. But there are players in this league, as an offensive guy, right? When 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 your team is out there on defense, and you're playing Aaron Rodgers or you're playing Joe Montana. You ain't sitting on the bench. You're kind of at the, you're on the sideline like, hey, look, hey. Uh, I don't uh, want to miss something. Dexter Coakley. Come on, brother. <laughs> hey, dog, do you see Joe Montana? Do you see Jerry Rice? <laughs> you know, like there's players like, like I used to stand up and want to go watch Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. in his prime. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, uh, uh, Randy Moss. When we played against certain teams, it was like as soon as – cause right, you get off the field, got to come to the sideline, you got to be there with your receiver coach doing his little thing about the last series if you scored, if you didn't score, whatever. As soon as that is over – You watching? 
I'm on the sideline watching. Not on the not at the jumbotron. I'm I'm on the sideline like, let me see what this dude get ready to do. And we when Megatron used to come to town, and we had to go. I'm going to watch. Meg, I'm going to see what Megatron go out there and do. So if you don't like greatness, that's a that's that's something that's in you. But even even when, even when Megatron was kicking out butt one game, and he had a touchdown with three guys, and I was like, did y'all see that? Damn. I'll tell you what, man. I remember the Barry Sanders NFC game. I think it was in the semifinals, man. Boy, Barry Sanders was putting it on us, man. And I and I thought I was the only one sitting there saying, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who was standing there and be like, man, did you just say that? <laughs> I'm like, that's why I'm standing over here. <laughs> you trying to hey. get your boy like to come up here. It's okay, fellas. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to get it. Back. I didn't even say nothing. Nah. <laughs> I didn't even say nothing because our, our defense was so – the air had went out of them so bad. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, you try to pat somebody, they know it's constellation pat because it's over. Yeah. It's just a constellation pat. <laughs> who who was the who was the one guy back in your day you would have paid money to go see? Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I, I was at them games. Mo- and, uh, yeah. Who who's your who's your top five? Joe Montana. Okay. Uh, Brett Favre. Mm. Uh Randy Moss. That's about it right now. That's I can think of. That's your three. Barry, Barry wouldn't have been in there? Yeah, Barry Sanders, yeah, yeah. He was in there. Barry, Brett Favre, Joe Montana. Joe Montana and Randy. And Randy Mark. I'm telling you, you got to be a bad man when you can holler at your quarterback, hey, man, I got him. And he point at you. <laughs> you have to be a bad man for somebody to point at you. You already fifteen yards back, and he point at this quarterback. He point. How, do you, how does that DB feel when that happens? It's like, oh, I would Lord. have just start backing up. I just say, you know what? We're gonna race to the goal line. <laughs> Getting the track stands. Yeah, man. Who, who's, who's your top five? Uh, Aaron, Tom, Randy. Ray Lewis. Ooh, he was nice. Um, Aaron, Tom, Randy, Ray Lewis, Darrell Revis. Mm. He was nice, man. That's interesting. He was nice. Who's somebody you wish you would have seen play in, <clears throat> in person? Michael Irvin. I-, I wish I would have been on the sideline and listened to Mike go at it in a game. Like just to hear it, like a playoff game or just a regular season game. Wouldn't I just matter. Want, I did what I just want to see him, like what it was like, his intensity, right? Like like what happens when is when they go on two series mm-hmm. and he ain't got the ball. I want to hear what that sounds like. Asking wow, yeah. Wow, like I, I want to hear what that sounds like. That's I want to hear hard. when he gets his second touchdown of the other of the game and he's coming sideline and he's mfing. Da, 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 that, I want to hear that. Like I want to hear, you know. Uh, to your point, my, my you know my first year in the league, I was with <clears throat> Cincinnati, and Chad Johnson was that way. You know, Chad Johnson would be like, "Yee, come, no, no, come here, stand right here. I'm running a 12 yard, I'm running a 12 yard curl, and would tell the guy, I'm running a 12 yard curl. He tell the defender, tell the defender, hey, come here, stand right here in front of me. No, 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 don't back up, stand right here. I'm running the curl, and run a curl." Like that's how nasty Chad was. Like, uh, like he would have this thing. Like he would go to Carson. He would go yee 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 yee. Like this man to man. Like yee yee. Let's go. Let's go nine. Yeah. And that that used to be fun to watch. To stand there, and he'd be like, no no no, don't back up. Bring your beep beep beep, beep up here. Nah, you talked all that. You know, to 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 watch him do the Pepto Bismol. You know. To the to the DBs, right? And I, when we first got there, I remember all the rookie DBs had a Chad Johnson player card in their locker, signed by Chad, and a little note. And the, so the funny part about it, he would put the note and then put the card on top of the note. So what do you have to do? You got to pick the card right, up to right, read the note, right? And once you pick <clears> the card, <throat> so you got the card in one hand. It was genius. You pick the note up, and it says, "Welcome to the NFL. Enjoy this moment. This will be the last time you ever put your hands on me." Mm. As you're holding his player card. <laughs> to all the rookie DBs, it was like, enjoy this moment. This will be the last time you'll ever put your hands on me. Wow. And then to watch him go out there and actually dice jokers up. Like, that was that was fun to watch. 
there anybody that you didn't get to see play? Any old school guys, Nate? That you yeah, were? this one here, real, 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 real old. I want, I, I want mind see Johnny Unitas play, man. Mm. That dude was passing when it wasn't right. He was passing the rock when it wasn't right. And I would just like to see what he went through because he got hit. He he got plastered, and he still threw this ball, man, and still got good records to this day. So I would, I want, I think about him a lot. Like man, I would mind meeting him. And I wouldn't mind seeing him play in that era of football. I bet it was ugly. Johnny mm. Unitas, yeah. That'd have been your guy. And I wish I could have saw Tony Dorsett play as a young a young stud. Did you play did you play with Tony? Yeah, I played a couple of years, but I wasn't good. I wasn't Nate then. Uh, you know, when I got to be Nate, Tony was gone. I sure wish I could have been Nate while <laughs> Tony was here. You know what I'm saying? Like this like think about like think about having on your defense. You had the mouth of Charles Haley, right? Yeah. You had the mouth of Deion Sanders, right? Who else? Had, who else? You had. Uh, that's that's about James Washington. He wasn't a well-known player for his, but James but, Washington. But think about talk. like I would love to hear that conversation. Like I would love to hear John Randall get get going, or you know, one of those guys get going talking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you, John Randall was a pain. Verbally and physically, that that's bad. When you verbally and physically, like like your boy, uh, the, the wide receiver, Chad you know, Johnson. yeah, that that ain't nothing worse than getting beat up by somebody that's talking to you. Who was the biggest trash talker, defensive lineman that you you faced? It was John Randall? That was it was him. Oh my God, never stop talking, man. Big noon, y'all right? Da, 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 da. He never really cussed or nothing like that. You know, just holler, scream, talking to you, just constantly. I got almost got you there. Da, da, da. I'm looking like, yeah, he did. You know what I'm saying? Did you know? talk back or did you just. Like, no, no, no. They're like, Big noon, you never talk. I said, I'm trying to save my breath to keep blocking you, bro. <laughs> If you shut up, we'll be all right over there. Was that back in the day? <clears throat> did you guys, like, now it's all, you know, Rainbows and unicorns yeah, and hugs yeah. and kisses after the game. Nah, well y'all, uh-uh. it was all nah. business, right? No, nah. you see them in the off season. You say yeah, hi, but we after all, the game, we, 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 man, buy you a beer, have fun, talk. But man, I, I wasn't feeling John Randall. I wasn't feeling uh, Reggie White, Jerome Brown. I wasn't feeling none of them guys. EJ Junior. I wasn't feeling none of them. I wasn't even feeling the minister Reggie White. Bless his heart, he's not long, no longer with us. I, I wasn't feeling none of them, man. These dudes. These dudes had the ability to take you out of your uh, career. I played against some Hall of Famers week in and week out, and they could literally just, you know, and the way this media was today, this media nice compared to what Galloway would then would put on you. Have you ever done that? Have you ever listed out the number of Hall of Famers you played against? Nah. We need to do that one day on the show. Nah. I bet that's a long list. I play against some Hall of Famers, man, and uh, we need to get Kurt. And I'm gonna tell you the one, uh, the, the late Kurt, Jerome Brown. No, the, lo- the late Jerome Brown. I hadn't seen that man until number 99 showed up with the Rams. Mm. Now number 99 is a better athlete, faster, quicker, not stronger, but faster, quicker, not more powerful. You know, Jerome Brown was a different, different player. You know, he was a he was a different different player. He wasn't nobody blocking him. You know, you, you know, wasn't nobody blocking him. Me, me, you, nobody was blocking this kid. Not not no center, not no guard, not not when he wanted to play. That's why I tell folks during the Super Bowl when they was allowing him to be doubled, when they was allowing number ninety nine to be doubled. I said, I said, watch by the time the end of the game. They're going to put a guy on the inside of him and a guy on the outside of him. And this guard finna get punished. <laughs> Boy, when he got crushed side, one-on-one. And what can you do? Nothing. Mm. You had the mercy. And he's back. <laughs> yes, he is. And we get to play him. And practice against him. Good luck. <laughs> Liam Nielsen would say, good luck. All right, we'll be back for the last segment of the People Show. The Down most, to United's, baby. The most searched show on YouTube on the Dallas Cowboys Podcast Network. We'll be right back on Hanging with the Boys. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? 
If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys, sponsored by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. The most searched show on YouTube on the Dallas Cowboys podcast network, The People Show. Welcome back. And before we get out of here, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit. Tragic, tragic uh, event that happened last week. Uh, not too long after we got off the show in Uvalde, Texas, South Texas, um, talking about the, the mass shooting at the elementary school there in Uvalde, um, thoughts and prayers with all the families and, and people that the community, just everything involved. Um, a lot of athletes have spoken up about this, a lot of people in general. <clears throat> and one thing that's that uh, when you're on a podcast, you're on a show about sports, there's always this kind of, you know, you, you want to bring up current events. You want to mm-hmm. talk about things. A lot of people, you know, sometimes you talk about politics and beliefs and things like that. And a lot of people are just like stick to sports. I, I listen to y'all to talk about football. I don't want to talk about this and that. Um, but with this kind of happening, you know, in South Texas, kind of in our own backyard, um, I think it's something that, you know, one, we should talk about. And two, um, you know, as athletes, you guys as athletes and former athletes, uh, Jesse, you're very vocal on your platforms about things you believe in and, and, and uh, you know, things you, you believe right and wrong. Nate, you're kind of behind the scenes and you, you kind of stay out of, the, out of the, you know, throwing your opinions around a lot. But y'all got two very different outlooks on kind of how y'all handle things outside of sports. So just wanted to get your – opinions on jesse you can go first when things happen in the world you know and athletes speak up and use their platforms and things like that some people stick to stick to sports stick to football do whatever what what do you think or do you think athletes have an obligation to speak their mind do you think you know and, you know, and I think a lot of it's personality driven, how, you know, how you believe in certain things. But what, what's your outlook when it comes to, you know, things that happen and how you believe and how you use your platforms to talk about those things? I, I think with um, with this celebrity, right, with mm-hmm. this to whom much is given, much is um, required. required. Mm-hmm. And so when you're given these platforms, when, you, when you're able to say, I am Jesse Holly, I am Nate Duke, and you have thousands of people who literally who follow you, mm-hmm. who, who listen to the things that you say, whether they agree or don't agree, they still listen. 
when, when there's matters such as this, um, I think it is your obligation. Now, you're not required to do anything, but I do think that there is an obligation for uh, your voice um, because there is an influence that you have. Um, and just as when you see some of these, when you start reading the manifestos of, of, these, uh, of these, these terrorists, these murderers, there, there was somebody that influenced them. There was a group of people, a person, whatever, an ideology that influenced them mm-hmm. to do evil. So why not use your platform to influence wow. those to do good? And we sometimes don't know when or who is listening. And if we can say something that may click and, and may turn a kid from wanting to do something as heinous as what we saw at Rob Elementary in Uvalde's or what we saw in Buffalo at the grocery store. Um, maybe, you know, but I, I do think that we are, we are in a position where we, and I, and I get you have to protect, you know, assets and all that. Cause you say, you say the wrong thing. You might lose sponsors. You say, you know, sometimes you might lose fans, but at the end of the day, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be okay with the guy looking back at you. Mm-hmm. And if, if it's something that's on your heart, if something that you really feel passionate about, speak up, say something about it. And that goes from things on a political level, uh, because everybody wants to say shut up and dribble or shut up and play football or shut up and just do sports. But in the same respect, I never tell you, not saying you, but the person who's saying that. I never shut say, up and sell hamburgers. Shut up and do accounting. Right. Yeah. I never say shut up and do you know uh, billing. I never say shut up and do mechanic work. I never say shut up and do uh, heating and cooling. I never say shut up, do welding. So, you know, you can you can take it however you want to take it. But I, I do think that there is an obligation for us as as athletes, as um, public figures at times to voice, especially matters like this, man, to voice um, the things that are on our heart about the situation and hope uh, that it brings change. Because we, we've all seen when it comes to social media, you get enough. You get you. I, I like to say make necessary noise. You get enough noise going things change. Mm-hmm. You get enough noise from the right people, things change real fast. And, 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 and if you have that type of influence where, um, where people listen to what you say and people are impacted by what you say, then every time you don't say anything, you missed an opportunity to help make change. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's, a, that's an important piece of being the change that you want to see. If you don't want to see this type of gun violence, speak up about it. Because if you're said athlete and you get enough people behind you and we band together and we've seen it done, we've seen it done. Um, that, that is the democracy of America is being able to come together and make change for better. And, and it, the leaders are the people who have the biggest followings. And so I think in, in these matters, you can say all you want, shut up and dribble or shut up and do sports. But this is, this is I, I have to live in this world. I have to live. I work at a school. Literally, I work in a school. So when you hear about someone coming in and shooting up a school, I think about me. Mm-hmm. So if I don't say anything, I'm keeping quiet in a situation that could one day happen to me, to your son. Mm-hmm. To your grant, whoever, you know, and so being able to be a, a, a change agent um, is, is is key. And so I, I speak up on matters that I feel passionate about. Um, and if those that don't like it, cool. Those that do, cool. Those that don't want me to talk, you can always unfollow me. You can always turn me off. You can always unsubscribe. There's a there's a myriad of things that you can do when you don't have to listen to me. And those who want to listen to me, thank you. And, uh, and we'll continue to try to make change that way. Anything to add, Nate? Yeah, the thing is, uh, I just believe this. When those babies and those elderly people got, got you know, assassinated, that, that bothered me. And then the first thing I think about is what we don't understand as human beings for one another is, it's not what you're doing, who you are. Is do you have a daughter? 
Do you have a son? Do you have a niece, a nephew, a cousin, a brother? Mm-hmm. Do you have this? And just because you play football don't exempt you from having kids and those same people. Just because you do what you do here, Shannon, that don't exempt you from not having a kid. So now I put my kid in that place. I put my uh, mother in that place. Do I want somebody just walking randomly in there and doing these people, assassinating these people? For whatever reason it is. Do I want this happening? No. We are all, if we start respecting each other as humans first and quit looking at whether I got a billion dollars or five dollars and just start looking at each other as human beings. That's why I don't say much. And, I, and if a person want to front me, then let's have a real talk because I ask you first, do you have any kids? Oh, yeah, I have kids. Well, I have kids, too. So why do I have to be quiet? Mm-hmm. So. Now I'm going to make you come respect me as a human being. Uh, the platform is Steve Kerr, and I love Jesse all the time because he's always very vocal. Uh, Steve Kerr, guys like that have st- stepped up to the plate. You know, I-, I love it. You know, and whenever I can go in my pocket or be a part of something or walk with something that's safe, I do it. Other than that, I just chill because you're going to have to deal with me on a one-on-one basis. I love to talk to the dude or the young lady who said, hey, shut up and dribble. I would like to talk to you personally. I have kids, nephews, nieces, mothers, aunts. What if they were in that school? Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me that I should be quiet? No, it don't work that way, man. But I just feel a lot of times, you know, know, uh, I protect mine, you know, and – that's what I try to do, just protect mine. And, and even that becomes so difficult, right? Because when you even think about school, yeah, you drop off and you're hoping. It, the last thing in your mind is that your baby is not coming home with you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like even trying to protect yours, it's out of your hands in certain instances. How crazy that sound. How crazy that sound. The thing that happened, was it my... Uh, Utah, Montana, remember that mass shooting 20, 30 years ago? Com- uh, uh, Colorado, Col- Columbine. Columbine. How, see, this is, this, this is what's, what's bothering me, is as of this last major deal in Buffalo and in here, you can't handle that what happened in Buffalo, but what happened to these babies down there, down south, this can never happen again. Because first and foremost, you gotta you gotta protect your school, and you gotta have people in place that are gonna protect your babies. This, to me, all of it is senseless killing. But over the years, how can this continue to happen? How it is your kid, my kid? You, you tell me, hey, man. We need an extra hundred thousand, uh, uh, and at the end of the year, it's gonna be four, four or five hundred thousand dollars to protect this. Um, this county. You mean tell me the taxpayers ain't going to give that up? Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that we, can have, we can't have people in place. That, that's, that's what got me. How, first of all, how he got into school. Second of all, why it took so long for somebody to respond. That's not my, I, that's not my place to, uh, to criticize why it happened because I don't know how that happened. But how can something like this ever happen again? And I'm with you, Nate, but like you said, we said this about yeah. Columbine. Yeah, I did. I'm like, we this ain't going to never happen again. About Sandy Hook. And now we're saying it again. Yeah. Well, how? Right? Like, when you think about it, in a two-week span, you're talking about 30-something people being tragically murdered at the hands of someone who, these, these young men, young, young, young men. In the possession of these, and, and you know what, and, I, and but I'm gonna I'm, I'm tell you this now, and this is where I get shot in the head. Excuse me, the bad bad terminology. This is where I get people coming at me. Mm-hmm. Is I ain't, I ain't about them taking his gun or my gun or your gun. I, 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 but before I'm you, not about before that. you before you start yeah. with that, this is always I, a funny thing to me, right? Because people get on certain platforms and they go taking my guns. 
No. No one is literally, no one is taking your guns. Newsflash. We just trying to tell you when. Newsflash. Yeah. No one is coming to take your guns. Thank you. That is not what this is about. It's about a, a more detailed and a more stringent process on getting these type of guns, your AR-6, AR-15s, and your your, your 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 automatic machine guns. No one's coming to your home taking your guns. That is not what no one is trying to say. So when you say don't take my, no one's trying to take your guns. They're just trying to make it a little bit more. Or, or, or a lot of people are saying, hey, let's make this a a little bit more difficult for you to possess a gun like this. When, especially in the state of Texas, when the law just changed a year ago, 18 years old. And you can walk in there and get that type of gun. 18 years old. You can walk in and get if that you drive down of any one of these highways, look at the billboard. There's a gun show in Texas every, in the DFW yeah. every, every week. 18 years old, and people say all the time, you're 18 years old, you ain't even fully developed yet to make decisions and all that kind of stuff. Now, why would you want to put in the hands of an 18-year-old a gun of that type of, of magnitude, of that type of caliber? So no one's trying to take your guns. Let's make this thing a little – because we're the, we're the only country that this is happening in. Every veteran that I've talked to, I'm talking about war veteran, guy that served in the Army before and after wars – Every one of them come to me. I said, man, what do you think about Because I talked to my friends. What do you think about this? He said, nay, why are we? Now, these are veterans, guys that practice with these same weapons we're talking about. For war. <laughs> and they saying, why? Why? Why here? Why here? Why? And so what's wrong with a shotgun? What's wrong with a regular 22? Oh, 45. What's wrong with it? But these big things where you can stretch out there and hit me in the chest and hit him in the chest with one shot? Why? With 30, 50, 100-round clips? It's not necessary. <laughs> Why, man? Yeah. Keep your gun. Because I believe that you, you should have that right. I, I, you know, people are like, Nate, you ain't a big gun person. No, I'm not. And please forgive me for the terminology that I used earlier. Please forgive me. I, but if Shannon... Wants a, a ton to protect his home, Jesse or myself. Let that be. But the things that are so obvious, that's 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 work on it. Let's not let, and I and I tell my wife this. I said, let's not let one of our major people have to lose someone that's close to them before they before we can get it to the house or to the Senate. And normally that has to happen. Somebody major that the world can identify with before we change something. Yeah. All right, fellas. Appreciate the insight. Good stuff. We are out of here. We'll be back, I guess, next Monday at our normal time, huh? 11 o'clock on you sure? Monday. Unless something changes. Unless you something sure? changes. Yeah. Because we've had a possibility of doing, what, about 15 shows, uh, 10 shows at the minimum. Mm-hmm. How many shows have you think we done on Monday. <laughs> this off season? Yeah. On Monday. About half. <laughs> About half. Uh, y'all, so we'll see y'all. All keep you, searching. We're the number one yeah. search. Keep searching. Watch our social channels. We'll let you know. You got to so, search for us. We yeah. don't know what day we might be on. All right, Jesse, good seeing you. Yes, sir. Nate, thanks for bringing it. Hey, hey, be good, uh, Kurt. Yep, the Kurt. Disciple, the disciple. Hope everything's going good. Jazzy J, thanks for keeping us on yeah. the air. In the absence of Chris Beam, What's William, up, thanks Jazzy? for keeping uh, the live stream's up. We will be back Monday, hopefully. Check it. Make sure. 11 o'clock. <laughs> hanging with the boys. Water in the can. We out of here. Bye. Thanks. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?